This is episode R, Relationships and Mental Health. Feeling connected is a basic human need, as vital as air, water, and food. I'm here to talk about bridging the gap between ourselves, our friends and family, life partners, and anyone we come in contact with so we can more fully experience connection. All right, I am here with Christian Bolin, and would you mind introducing yourself to my audience a little bit? Sure, I'm happy to. Well, um, I'm delighted to be with you, Jen. Uh, my wife and I most recently have written a book about our experiences with mental health issues. Both of us have mental health issues. And as Christians who are trying to you know, maintain their relationship and work through thick and thin, sometimes it can get really difficult. So we've been married for 36 years and separated four times, filed for divorce twice, and uh, yet here we are. So plenty of adversity in there. Uh, and so that's for the purpose of our conversation today. I think that's kind of the most important background. But I'm also a, a professional instructional designer. I write for a living. I write corporate training materials and those kinds of things. And I've been active in church for many years and in ministry and those kinds of things. So um, I look forward to sharing and talking today. Yes, perfect. Thank you. I love that introduction and that connection to adversity because, yeah, I I switch topics every season, but the lens is always through adversity and how it shapes our character and the things that we go through. So this season I'm speaking about relationships, and so this was a really good fit, and so I'm glad I could find you. Uh, I'm also a big quote collector, so uh, at the end of the interview I'll ask you one of your favorite quotes if you maybe have one that comes to mind. But yeah. uh, so yes. I heard Christian on the podcast, Where Did You See God? And he shared the quote, God is more concerned with our character than our comfort. And so I really love that and put it in my quote book. So that was that was a good find that you shared. <laughs> awesome. You know, that's the first quote that actually popped in my head when you just planted that thought. It is powerful. I won't take credit for it. It's, it's attributed to Rick Warren. <laughs> and uh, it's an important message. And that's that's an approach that we take that, you know, we don't want to allow ourselves to be destroyed through troubled relationships. Some relationships are toxic and very, very harmful and dangerous. And we do believe that there's a time to separate and divorce if necessary, but where you feel God's guidance and you see glimmers of hope and those kinds of things that um, ultimately he is shaping you and your spouse through those tough times. There's no doubt about it. In fact, every one of our chapters in our book ends with a section of um, spiritual blessings from persevering with your, your challenging spouse. Wow. Yeah, that's great. So, uh, my parents, well, it runs in my family, mental illness, and my parents got divorced because my dad was diagnosed with bipolar later in his life. And my mom just couldn't, I don't know, you know, it, she felt more that caretaker role and just yeah. couldn't reconcile that. And so they separated, but, um, so with with you and your wife, it was from what I've heard of your story, it was kind of all consuming. It was really uh, over a long period of time. And how do you feel like you coped through all of that? What what kept you going? Well, there's no question that without my relationship with God, the marriage would have ended within the first year. I mean, mm -hmm. it was completely overwhelming beyond anything I ever imagined, to be honest. Um, it turns out later, my wife was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. Hmm. 
And that's one of the most insidious, difficult kind of lifelong conditions there is. And the behaviors are just so difficult to put your finger on and figure out how to deal with it. I mean, it's really disruptive. But I prayed a great deal about our relationship before we got married and afterward. And I kept feeling God's voice in me that this is right. Keep going. I'll help you through it. And uh, even like some, like I said, we were separated four times. Those separations were necessary. That's one of the things that anybody who faces these situations situations needs to study boundaries. There's a great book by Cloud and Townsend called Boundaries in Marriage. It's the classic. It's from a Christian perspective and it's outstanding. We quote it in our book and through, it wasn't through that book, but others that helped me understand that you've got to identify how can you take care of and actually grow your healthy self so that you can be the kind of partner that you need to be. Because if you're allowing yourself to be walked all over and feeling down or you're losing you're losing a sense of who you are your feelings are getting all distorted from all this pressure and confusion you're just not going to be effective and you're going to collapse anyway so the boundaries is it's not selfish and you know it's interesting um there aren't many books that i've seen there are a few but that are about mental health specifically from a christian perspective because as Christians, we believe in serving, sacrificing, right? A lot of these good attributes, which when you're dealing with a manipulative, mentally ill individual, can really mess that caring person up, who's their spouse trying to give the best that they can and can really harm them. So there's, there's a time, well, there's a number of times that we talk about how do you still live the Christian ethic how do you still be obedient and uh but but not allow yourself to be abused and walked all over it's, it's it can be a tough balance but it's a balance that can be found yeah that's so important i love that you spoke to that first that we need to take care of ourselves so that we can then help and support others or just make sure that we're taking care of ourselves so that we don't get hurt in the process and so that leads right into what I was going to ask next was how do we support our spouse if they do have a mental illness? Right. What ways have you been able to see that work? So ironically, the boundaries thing, while it is important to take care of yourself, it's also important in supporting your spouse because if you don't set limits, what you're doing is enabling unhealthy behaviors. So whether it's an addiction or whether it's mental health, there's there are unhealthy behaviors that are just not appropriate. They're going to hurt you anyway. Mm. And so when you stand up for and, and enforcing boundaries is very painful. It's never convenient. It's, it always has bad uh, effects initially, painful effects initially, because the, your spouse won't like it. They'll react very severely at times, but ultimately not that you're trying to force them to change because you can't and you'll drive yourself crazy doing it. Mm -hmm. but they will be placed in a position where they then have to look at some hard things. And that often is a catalyst to move in the right direction and make better choices. So it does boundaries is a critical thing to study. And so ironically, taking care of yourself in this wise way is the best thing for your spouse anyway. That's so interesting. Yeah. 
I, I like that point because we often think like, oh, I need to do this. I need to help them. But keeping that boundary in place, like you said, is the best way to help. So that's good. Yeah. So what have you learned over time about mental illness and that impact on relationship? Well, first of all, it's super common. Mm. Uh, latest statistics are that over half of uh, Americans will have some type of mental health issue at some point in their lifetime. Wow. And in any given year, and this was before the pandemic, these statistics, in any given year, one out of five will have some type of a mental health issue. And the pandemic absolutely statistically elevated all of those numbers and mm. divorce rates increased. Uh, so there's, you know, domestic violence increase. It's, it's not been good for our country and our mental health. So the impact can be catastrophic mm-hmm. because it it can create all types of bad behaviors. The mentally ill person can engage in all kinds of inappropriate, illegal, unhealthy, financially irresponsible, emotionally manipulative, mm-hmm. um, just erratic, like like going from you know extremely happy to extremely angry and irritable and and that just wreaks havoc in the partner. So where's their sense of stability and predictability? Uh, I mean, we have an entire chapter in our book called I Can't Plan Anything. Mm. And that's so true is that, you know, and here is it. I mean, I, I've never been close to somebody with obsessive compulsive disorder, but there's another Christian book out there that's really good that focuses on obsessive compulsive. And can you imagine trying to make plans, but your partner cannot extract themselves from their closet because they're for hours obsessing over the neat, the neatness and organization of their closet and and on the verge of losing their job because they can't, they can't get over their obsessive things. So there's all these mental conditions, depression, just vanilla depression, which we hear so much. It's still a really, really awful thing that can debilitate people and cause people to cancel appointments. I can't handle seeing those people. I don't want to see my in-laws. They hate me already anyway. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And so the spouses just keep having to suck up the disappointment. Uh, Just listen to a book by a a famous researcher, psychology researcher, Brene Brown, who, um, she cataloged all the different emotions and researched them. And in this book, it seeks to define them to help people better understand them. And, you know, we need help with that when we're on the receiving end of that kind of chaos, because we're feeling all those emotions. And what we know is that when you're struck with an emotion, um, if you have learned you know, the vocabulary and and learn to, you know, kind of be perceptive about what you're feeling and thinking, it helps you to deal with it and process it. It's like, oh, I'm dealing with disappointment right now. This is really disappointing. Um, We talk about that in in our book as well, is that not everything is just anger or sadness. Mm -hmm. There's always an initial emotion that triggers those things. It's so those are secondary emotions. What is it that, you know, like powerlessness for me is one of the most awful uh, things that triggers uh, my frustration or anger. Uh, What can I do? There's nothing I can do. And so I've learned to turn to God more effectively and 
I mean, he is my best friend. I believe in him. I know that he's there for me. He's helped me through so much and it still hasn't made it all go away. But I mean, your question was, how does mental illness affect spouses? I, I hope that that rather long answer points to a lot of different things and from schedules, from what are we trying to accomplish with our lives? from how do I feel, from relationships with other people, like your in-laws, your own parents. I mean, the whole thing together, it, there's an impact, a huge impact. And that's why you need the strength of God in many cases to, A, to get an answer. Is this right? Is, is this sanctioned or am I, is my life being destroyed? Yeah. I think there may come a point for many people where it's too destructive. It's harmful to children. And by the way, I do want to point this out. I started with this because it's such an important point. At no point do we you know, believe in guilting people into saying that you can't separate or divorce because that's not right in God's eyes. You know, there's times that uh, your children are being harmed so much by a destructive emotional relationship that you have to separate. You really need to do that. And then it's potentially leading to divorce. In fact, uh, some of the secular research that we quote in our book points out that uh, st staying together for the sake of the children, uh, usually uh, just purely for the sake of the children, usually ends up being a bad idea. And the children are, are better off, in fact, if you do separate. And I have, I have family members who attest to that to this day to say, the best thing that ever happened was our parents' divorce because our lives were a living hell. It was horrible and it messed them up. So there's a lot to consider, of course, right? Yes, for sure. Yeah, thank you for being willing to take on that big question because it's true. You've, like you said, you've been married for 36 years. That's a long time and a lot of things that you've learned to, to summarize into one short answer. So that was that was really good and concise. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So. Is there anything else that you want to share that I that you feel like I haven't touched on or things that come up in relationships with mental health? Um, well, often they don't just magically get better. And we're I'm, I'm candid about that. To be honest, um, the last three months have been some of the, the hardest. Mm. Um, it's unfortunately things have taken a, a step back to been to just become really, really painful. Part of it was my own job got so intense that I then began to not have the energy to, to deal with other things effectively. So it's just not to think that uh, just because these folks wrote a lovely book that life suddenly, I don't know if it'll come into focus here, yeah. that life will suddenly uh, get better. Um, no, you, you continue to go, you know, work through those things. Yeah, that's good. Um, I feel like that's how it is with, our relationship with God too. Uh, there's a quote that says, "Great faith has a short shelf life." You can't just say, "Oh, yep, yeah, okay, I'm good. I've, I'm, I've arrived. I've done all I need to do." You know, it's an ongoing relationship. It's an ongoing process. It's, it's an ongoing learning experience. So I like that too. You know, you're just, you've never arrived. You're never done. You know, you just keep working at it. And there are good times and there are bad times, and you just go with it all. So that's good. Right. So was there another quote that came to mind that's one of your favorites? Um, no, actually, I think that one is just so important that God ultimately is interested in building our character, helping us to become more Christ-like, and that's more important than our comfort. 
And the, the corollary to that is he's more interested in our holiness than in our happiness. Mm. Uh, he does want us to be happy. And that's the ultimate state that holiness leads to, right? Yeah. But, you know, gospel joy is something that we can experience despite present pain, right? Joy and pain can coexist. And that's, um, I can attest to that. And I, I testify that anybody uh, seeking God first can receive his guidance to know what's the right thing to do and to receive his strength. For Here's sure. a URL, stormymarriage.info, not .com, but .info. Mm -hmm. And uh, the book is called Healing the Stormy Marriage. It's heavily Christian, so people who are not believers won't like it. Mm -hmm. uh, but it is a combination of secular information and spiritual information. So pray that God can use this to bless lives and help you guys. If anybody is in this situation, we feel for you. We really do. And we know that help is there. Perfect. Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing all these things. I am glad that I was able to share that quote with my listeners and have you here with me when I shared it. So that was great. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time. And I, again, appreciate it. Thank you, Jen and, yeah. and your listeners. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This episode's sponsor, BetterHelp, is a great resource. BetterHelp is online therapy you can access from the comfort and convenience of your own home. All you do is fill out a questionnaire and you'll be matched with a therapist in as little as 48 hours. Your specific needs will be addressed, and if it's not a good fit, you can request a new therapist at any time. Get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash A is for adversity. That's betterhelp.com slash A is for adversity. This episode is also sponsored by Sherry Fernandes. If you haven't yet, remember to read her book, Life Mastery, Personal Progression Towards an Infinite Potential, or if you'd rather listen to the audiobook. Also check out her Facebook page, Life Mastery Mentoring. I apologize for the quality of audio in this portion. I don't have my podcast mic with me. By way of recap, all relationships are different. When problems arise, divorce may or may not be the answer. Seek God, seek support, make sure you're not being abused, and that the relationship is the best for both parties. Two, setting boundaries not only helps you, but also helps support your partner in the long run. Three, identify secondary emotions as well as primary emotions in order to work through them. Next, relationships always take work, but it's work worth doing. And lastly, God is more concerned with our character than our comfort, and he is more interested in our holiness than our happiness. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you again next week.